This is a HeadGum Podcast. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Buckets. Uh, All right, me and Billy back at it again. Uh, We're trying to answer as many questions as humanly possible starting now. You're getting bucket buckets. And go. Hurry, 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 hurry. We <laughs> lightning round. Lightning and thunder round. We got a lot of questions from the Twitter sphere, I'll say. More than I thought. Yeah, they really span the gamut between the most inane questions you could think of and some really thoughtful basketball questions. So I'm curious which ones you went with. Yeah, it's like, what made the Pistons like that in 2003? And then also, what other color can a basketball be? That was on one end of the spectrum as well. Uh, what other color if you could choose? So maybe we even start with that one, Amir. Let's let's okay. leave room to grow for real basketball conversation. If you could improve the color of a basketball, what color would it be? Yeah. Do you remember who asked that one? I can't I can't find it now that I'm looking. Um I kind of love the ABA ball, the mm. red, white, and blue, because you can see the rotation. The one mm-hmm. bad thing about a solid colored ball is that you can't see the rotation of the ball. Yeah, that like pinwheel effect where it just spins and it turns into one kind of monochromatic color. It's great. Mm-hmm. I also don't hate the Mountain Dew green at the three-point contest. Yeah, okay. I don't See, hate that one. Yeah, do the Dew. That's where I think we differ. I'm not a big fan of the color Mountain Dew. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> like I know Mountain Dew is a soda, but it's also a pretty distinct neon color, kind of like that Simpsons neon radiation Mountain Dew color. Yeah, the inanimate carbon rod is also right. that color. Right. So it's ironic that I say um, the color I would change it to is something close to that, as a matter of fact. Um, I think the NBA should try and employ a Tron night where everything glows in the dark. The edges of everyone's uniform, they have to play in the dark. The ball glows in the dark. The shoes glow in the dark as an experiment. That's cool. That's cool. And then to get into the arena, you have to actually pay with the cryptocurrency Tron, TRX. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and the so. lights are out in the halls. So you're just yeah. bumping into one another. It's terrible for the COVID environment that we live in, but it might be fun for marketing. That seems like a, a night in the, uh, what is it, like the audience football league or like the fan football league where like Johnny Manziel is in there like doing whatever the fans want or something. Yeah, just a lawless league in the dark. Uh, everyone Slam ball. wins and loses. Yeah. Um, all right, that's pretty good. That was a good one to get us started. Do you have a an, another favorite or two to uh, kick us off here? We should say <clears> we <throat> asked uh, our Twitter followers for any basketball-related questions. That's why we got such a wide gamut. Yeah, I did find a couple that I thought were actually pretty fun to uh, explore. There was one. Let me try and find it. Here it is. It's from Ben Patrick sixty. He asks, "Okay, could you and Billy select a starting lineup comprised of the best sixth men?" So non-starters, if we could comprise a starting lineup of non-starters, essentially. Wow. I mean, that's a non-starter for me. Mm. Yeah. We could end the podcast there. Joke. I mean, it's going to be tough to beat that joke. <laughs> okay. Sixth man. I mean, right off the bat, I'll, I'll draft Trez, who's the reigning sixth man of the year. Uh, still comes off the bench for the Lakers. Uh, seems to dominate when he plays in extended minutes. I don't mind him as like a, a power forward on this team. So if we're going to take the center from your team, can we take the point guard from mine and put Derek Rose as our point guard? Is he the best backup Whoa. point guard out right now? Over quickly. I kind of like quickly. You want to you okay. get some fresh legs in there. <laughs> okay, cool. So we'll, t- we'll put quickly as our starting point guard, Trez as our starting center. Yeah. Going to need a yeah, two. Yeah. Who's like the, I feel like the Hawks are full of twos. They have Lou Will now yeah does does bog bog come off the bench Bo, the bogdan bogdanovich i think so i think he's taking huerta's minutes right now they yeah. also have cam reddish <laughs> and deandre hunter it's like i don't yeah. know if they have any starters they only start john collins capella and trey and, yeah. Trey. and then they have nine sixth men okay right. um yeah it's it's tough to track remember who starts and who doesn't um oh i got one for lou, you lou will lou will yeah i think well, it's like a, a lou will man. maybe it's a tyler harrow hero um Oh, if Hero doesn't start, I like him, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Hero's our yeah. uh, small forward. Yeah, the Heat don't start Robinson and Hero, do they? No, they start Robinson. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, let's go. Lou will at the two. IQ at the one. Uh, Hero, Hero at the if three. He's available at the three. And Trez at the four. Best backup center in the NBA. Wow, that's a good question. Last hmm. remaining hole. Hmm. Dwight. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Tough. Is he? It was like Mo Brown up until uh, Horford started, decided yeah. to stop playing and now made him kind of the center <laughs> du jour. Yeah. You yeah, want to put Dwight that. as our center? Yeah, not very good spacing with maybe. Is there like a stretch five? Because Trez and Dwight um, hmm. might be yeah, like, clogging like a, the paint a little too much. Brooke Lopez is starting. Maybe it's Robin Lopez, one of the Washington centers, perhaps. Yeah, I think Robin Lopez starts too. Shit. God, we're down to Alex Len. <laughs> Where nobody <laughs> wants to find themselves. We have to take yeah. Alex Len. <laughs> Who's a stretch five? Oh, what about. Uh... I'm trying to imagine like shadows pick and popping. Yeah, is he a five or is he more of a four? I guess he could be a five. Um, Gorgie Jang, uh, who Mm. comes off the fence and hits threes and is seven feet tall. I could rock with Gorgie. I could rock with Gorgie. The $16 million man. That dude is getting paid right now. (laughs) Gorgie. Okay, so IQ, Lou Will, Hero, Trez, and Gorgie. Uh, the team's winning. How many te- how many games is that team winning in an eighty two game season? Thirty. I mean, they're better than Holy some teams. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> the Knicks haven't seen thirty in decades. <laughs> well, yeah, they got in one decades. of the players. So, <laughs> um, all right, not bad. Uh, we're saying staying on the Knicks for a second. Zane Zicklin okay. asked: Knicks pretenders or contenders to get eliminated in the second round? Amir. Get get eliminated in the second. That's, like contenders or pretenders is one question, and then it's like let's just put them in the second round. Like I don't, I think they're up. They're what their record is. They're a five hundred team, so they'll mm-hmm. make it to the playoffs and they'll lose to a good team in the first round. I don't see them beating Philadelphia, New uh, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, now Miami. You- in all of our text chains, you always remind us that when the playoffs occur, the ball slows down. It's a defensive mm. game. The Knicks have been yeah, playing yeah. that way for about 50 games now. I mean, like, we're well-seasoned yeah. in it. Like, if the scores are going to come down, are the Knicks potentially, like, the most prepared to play that style of ball going into the playoffs? I do think that helps them because they already do play these 98 to 88 games where it's like the the game is so slow and like 20 years ago they don't hit that many threes they don't Mm -hmm. run they don't get out Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. um so i think they're i mean i think they'll win a game or two in the first round that's what Mm -hmm. i'm saying my biggest fear is that the Knicks are really good with this like really good for the Knicks at this roster but like one injury away like, it wasn't Mitch Rob, but, like, if Randall misses six games, we don't have the real estate to make up those six games. Like, we have to play yeah. great for the next 25 in order to hold. So, thin ice, but I think we make the playoffs. Although, there, there is a—they did just win without Randall because Milwaukee rested all their players against the Knicks— and when I you thought say, that was a little suspect. <laughs> yeah, people tend to uh, inflate when they say all of their players. Milwaukee yeah. actually, like the Buck mascot, started at center. Like they were <laughs> yeah, to, like, human resources Giannis was their Drew point guard. And Chris Middleton, they're all hurt this one yeah. game, and now they're all back for the next. With not not even being on the injury report, what's going on there, Milwaukee? So I think what actually happened was that that was their third game in four nights, and they were just like, yeah. "Screw you, screw you, NBA!" Like you don't yeah, get we'll the just product. Punt this game, that's right. right. And then it's like, let's rest up for the Clipper game on Monday, and that's then they right. lost to the Clippers by thirty. And I mean, they took the Knicks down to like the final two minutes. Like so, that's also like a red yeah. flag. <laughs> that was a preseason game, according right. to the box score that I saw. Yeah. So odds are the Knicks get eliminated in seven games in the second round. yeah like a real pretender (laughs) um lou magic says i'm a huge magic fan this season has been crushing the magic have had a few appearances in the conference finals and finals they mostly have good teams why no respect rarely in the conversation even when they're doing well uh yeah why don't people respect the magic that's the curse of the seven seed that's the yeah. curse that we talked about it last episode. It's like when you are between the six and ten seeds in the East, it's like you're too bad to be good and too good to be bad. Like you have no identity and you're going to be treated that way. But then so they traded three of their best players for 
youngsters and picks and now they every time they win a game i remember this feeling when i was uh, a laker fan in 2015 every time you win a game it's like it feels like what an exciting moment and they just totally. beat the clippers it, the the bench was going crazy i'm like this is m- probably more fun than like going 40 and 42 and then getting swept by milwaukee Definitely. I mean, having expectations like going 42 and 42 will kill you over time. Having no expectations will provide rare opportunities for celebration. You know, yeah. you were, they were numbed down to we're kind of good. We're kind of good. Maybe Aaron Gordon finally breaks through. But I think we saw what every one of those players was on that team. They needed to blow it up and they're going to be really bad for two years. That's just what it yeah. is. They'll get some exciting young players. They'll get Cole Anthony back. They'll get some FanDuel All-Stars that will emerge, like Okeke. Um, yo, yo. And- <laughs> love Okek. We love Okek. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah they that, have that their guards. Develop. One thing is that's weird about them right now. Their guards are like all of the maybe guys who have been floating around for the past three years. They have Cole Anthony, who is a maybe guard, coming out of this draft. They have RJ yeah. Hampton, who is a maybe yeah. point guard, coming out of this draft. They have Cole <laughs> Anthony. Uh, excuse me, not Cole Anthony. They have uh, Markel Fultz, who's been maybe <laughs> his entire career. And then they also have Michael Carter-Williams, who came out with huge <laughs> expectations. I, like, there's depth at point guard on that team. Yeah. Five of their players are point guards. And Michael Carter-Williams looks like he's been floating around for three years. Like, he looks, yeah. like, weathered. And, like, Tough. he's seen some shit. Tough. He is the epitome of a $4,800 point guard on that. <laughs> like, exactly like you said, he's seen some shit. He's back from Vietnam. And it's like, yeah. yes, he can still do it. But do you really want to test him? <laughs> uh, actually, Ryan asked us, who are our favorites to be FanDuel All-Stars this year? So why yeah. don't we segue into uh, specifically FanDuel All-Stars, players that we, we sort of were like punching lines or right. punch lines uh, two months ago, but are now like, oh, these these guys are pretty good. Yeah. Um, it has to be noted that Ryan, the dude who asked this question, has the most like, are you sure you're not a bot internet name? Because it's not just Ryan. It's Ryan 306-492-74. So shout out yeah. all of those numbers you went with, Ryan. He's a Trump bot, but also in his spare time, we'll ask question bots um, for buckets. So I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it. We'll take anybody or botty. Um FanDuel All-Stars. So that's usually like a 4,500 or less type guy who keeps crawling up. Yeah. A guy that's like like, uh, Kevin Martin. No, I keep forgetting. Kevin Porter Jr. on uh, the Rockets like two weeks ago when Oladipo and John Wall was out. This kid just came out and like balled out like for 27, 8, and 5. You're like, holy shit, this guy's awesome. I've had my eye on Jay Crowder ever since he was a $3,900 power forward. He is now a $5,100 power forward. It took like four months to become $1,200 more expensive. But that's exactly yeah. what makes you a FanDuel All-Star. Those dudes you can just plug in. That's right. Moses uh, Marcus Morris was like stuck at 3900 even mm. though he was starting for the Clippers and like leading mm-hmm. them in scoring. And then it's mm-hmm. like, I'm like, this is like the best kept secret in FanDuel. Mm-hmm. But eventually they, they update their prices and they start to make it not worth starting him at like 5400 Yep. Dante DiVincenzo is always Great. getting a nod. Great value. He's like steady 5000 Marcus yeah. Smart as well. Like just steady 500 These are my kind of players. Yeah, Moses Brown, another Yo. guy started when he like just got into the lineup and what did he have like he had a 2020 game almost he by had half. 17 and 19 in the first half. <laughs> That's insane. Out of Queens, Passover. New York. Shout yeah. out Queens, New York by the way. Mo Brown out of Queens, New York, 17 and 19. The day that Horford's like I'm going to sit out the rest of the season, Mo Brown said, "I'm not." <laughs> That's I'm about really to cool. and, and he signed like a 3-year contract. Yeah, and then he signed a 3-year contract right after that. It's kind of like what Christian Wood was last year, where it's like, who is this guy? Right. Why is he averaging 20 and 10? And then, yeah, right. he becomes a pretty solid center in the NBA. Anybody Speaking else? Speaking of Christian Wood, AB, real quick on the Christian Wood-Houston Rockets front. I don't think we properly touched upon how little the Rockets actually got when all of the trades have settled. I know every basketball podcast is talking about this, but it's pretty spectacular that they just like got rid of Levert. And all. They basically traded Harden for Olenek. Yeah, they like That's traded- what it feels like. They traded Harden and Westbrook for pieces, then traded those pieces for worse pieces, and then traded those worse pieces for draft picks and Kelly Olynyk. And it's like, That's wait right. a minute. Should we just have done nothing? What's going At on all. here? Yeah. yeah. You could have had they Harden. Really have gotten Ben Simmons. Levert. You could have had so many Ben Simmons, exactly. And they got Olynyk, who we love. <laughs> FanDuel All-Star, frankly. <laughs> That's right. 
Right. Especially if you can get a few steals and blocks, game over. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Uh, here's an interesting hypothetical one. How many Amirs would it take to beat one LeBron in a basketball game? So I was looking at that same question as well. Over, I mean, under, play. over under three. That's a great. Those are great odds. I mean, I... I think with three, I would be able to score relatively easy because he wouldn't be able to guard both of me's. Like if I mm-hmm. stood at half court and then another one in the corner and another one in one corner, he couldn't guard all three of them. Like he'd physically see, have to be on one side or another. See, I think he could. I think he could guard three. Um, because he would I think, stand in one corner and when the open Amir got it, he would just run towards that Amir. And then it would be yeah. like, oh shit, what am I supposed to do? And this also calls into question your shooting abilities because it's like if he doesn't yeah, pick just you up I'm until, open doesn't mean anything. Yeah, exactly. It's like and he's going to get the rebound and he's going to push. So he's not picking you up like full court press. Although if he did pick you up a full court press, you're toast. It's over. Yeah, it's over. I think I would just have to throw it as hard as I could over my head towards my basket and hope one of the other meters picks it up underneath the rim and it can make a layup. <laughs> And doesn't panic. Don't skip over the crucial part yeah. of doesn't panic and then yeah, makes Yeah, like LeBron's sprinting towards me for a chase down block. I don't know if I can make a layup. And you're never stopping him. I guess the better question is, how many Amirs would it take to stop LeBron on defense? I mean, like, that's what I don't think I could do. Like, if there were five of me sort of crowding, like, couldn't he just sprint away from all five? Like, sure. it's not like the five of me are faster or stronger. It's still me. Right. Like, right. it you would take hundreds of me to stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd have to literally line the entire court up with me's to, like, try to, like, right. form a wall to stop LeBron. Like, I can't run or stop him. I don't think defensively it would work, regardless of the number, unless That's I literally the fill the court. That's the thing. It's like the theoretical is always like, how many would it take for you to beat up this person? But this is also playing the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's so good at the game of basketball. I think it's more than three, dude. If you're playing yeah. to, what's the game to? 21? Sure. But even at five on one, I think I could score occasionally and stop him never. Mm-hmm. So odds are LeBron's beating you five on one. I would think so. I mean, think of just like five of our friends playing against LeBron one on five. Hmm. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> Tough. Could he dribble think... around five people? Probably, right? Oh, hell He's stronger. Yeah. Yeah. And shoot over anyone. He could just get to whatever spot on the court he wants to shoot over. <laughs> He's got 10. Right. He has 10 inches and 100 pounds on the biggest guy we play with. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be you. <gasps> Shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. But so the, I think what the about... answer. Yeah, come on. What about five of us versus one Facundo Campazzo, who's like 5'10", 165? Then it becomes yeah. a little more manageable. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Campazzo uh, also trucked Ben Simmons last <laughs> night. Did you see that highlight? <laughs> I did. I wouldn't necessarily call it trucking, though he did sort of lower his shoulder into a screen that Ben Simmons set, and Ben Simmons took a seat after that, yeah. Yeah, I think in Madden, there is just a button you hit where it's like truck mode, where your hands go into a certain <laughs> thing and you just truck the dude. And that really just kind of had that truck vibe. <laughs> yeah, he definitely sped up into a screen and knocked him on his ass. That was pretty yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Sixers, Amir, yep. um, JTC704 says, and complains, why don't you give credit to the Sixers? Every episode, I'm waiting for some acknowledgement. Embiid is the MVP this year. Is, is Embiid still the MVP this year, Amir? I mean, I thought he was until he got hurt, but now that he's lost some games, um, I don't think he's the quote-unquote MVP, though he was having the best season. And I I still think the Sixers are the team that comes out of the East. 
Like the hmm. Sixers are the team that scares me more than more than Milwaukee and more than Brooklyn. Really? What, simply yeah. because of Embiid? Because of Embiid and because they're like an actual cohesive team that can play defense and offense well. Like the Nets are like an insane all-star team, but they can't really stop anybody, it seems. So mm-hmm. I think, like I said before, when the game slows down and defense is more important, yeah. I don't think the Nets play defense well enough they also have like weird injuries that are lingering and um if Embiid comes back healthy i i value them over a durantless nets team i'm telling you man simmons is driving me mental like it's so tough to watch this dude he played like there's college teams that do what he does where he gets five feet to the basket and kicks five feet to the basket (laughs) and then like turns around and sends it to the second point guard on the roster and you're like why did you even dribble it into the paint it is tough man i'm just losing my mind watching those games because i want the best for this team too yeah. like all I mean, credit if he had a floater it would be over like if Something. he could stop if he had chris paul's shooting ability he'd be the best basketball player ever it's so wild to me that the narrative is he doesn't shoot threes when the narrative should be he doesn't shoot period it's just it's, <laughs> it's just frustrating but he does drag the like He's so fast and tall and strong that like when he does drive which is seemingly at will whenever he wants People start to cheat off Danny Green, Seth Curry, Tyrone Maxey, Shake Milton. And that's why those guys are so open. And yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. a very good offense, too, in addition to having Embiid. Yeah, it's. I feels like it's going to be, in order for the Sixers to win, Embiid has to beat the big three. Like, it just has to be the dominance at the center position in that matchup outweighs the five-on-five five that's happening on the court. And that's a tall order. I think that, yeah. like, I agree with you that the game slows down, more defense, all that half-court game. I don't know if the Nets are going to subscribe to that as much. And I also don't know if teams can make the Nets fall to such a drastic drop in offensive production that that will apply to them. I could just see them simply still scoring 118 most playoff games. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very, very fascinated to see the Nets play the Sixers or the Bucks or the right. Heat, like established teams with built-in history and chemistry in the playoffs. Because right. I want to believe like the basketball gods won't just reward this random mishmash of great offensive talents <laughs> on a team. It's like, yeah, they won the championship now. It's like, is that how it should work? It doesn't seem like that's how it works. But I guess that is sometimes how it works. Usually the narrative is that the first season where all the superstars get there, they don't win. They don't meet their expectations. And then the next right. season, they just wreck you. Like, yeah. now they It are takes like, like a year to get that chemistry. Mm-hmm. And they haven't played like, they've played the equivalent of like two games together. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I think they're the favorites personally. I think that Durant could play today if he had to, but they're like, that's cool. We'd rather get claxed in the minutes. We'd rather cycle in Griffin a little bit. I wasn't as outraged, by the way, as everyone else was about Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, the superstar effect of it. Like, those dudes, LaMarcus Aldridge, we've already, like, shit on him enough on this podcast, but neither one of those dudes are, like that much of a game changer if you ask me no no lamarcus especially i mean maybe it is that fan duel night that we started him and he couldn't score or shoot or defend or move but like why their biggest issue is their defense they're like let's add another certified bucket who can hardly move on defense like no you don't need that don't worry about lamarcus aldridge get and he's also he's taking white hours from Jeff Green or Nicholas Claxton, these dudes right. who are like in the system, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, like I get the like osmosis of playing worse when you're just not motivated and then getting to a team where you like, you can like have a very specific role and just thrive in that. But like, yeah, I just like people were saying like they got LeBron, you know, like the outrage yeah. should have been when they got Harden, not when they got, you know, LaMarcus <laughs> Aldridge, <laughs> right. Who hasn't played all-star basketball in like what, four years, five years. He's I mean, 35. Yeah. I mean, the style of the whole league has like passed him. Like, I get that he's kind of an outside shooter, but he's not a three point shooter. He's an 18 foot turnaround shooter. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm surprised to hear you say Sixers in the finals, TBD. Yes. Uh, Sixers are the one team, I think, out east that scares me as a Laker fan if we do make it in a healthy fashion. Because mm-hmm. there's just no answer for Embiid. He's bigger and taller and stronger. Like, the 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 Nets have amazing firepower, like in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. But like, I can see a world where LeBron slows Kevin Durant. I can see a world where like 
KCP tries to like stay in front of Kyrie or James Harden like he did last year in the playoffs. I yeah. can't. I don't know what happens when Joel Embiid has the ball and right. uh, I don't know. Trez is like underneath his shadow. Like who's slowing him down? Andre well, Drummond, I about, guess, will try. Think about just like getting out of the East for a second. It's like, of course, Brooklyn is there, but there's a better defensive team that we haven't talked about, and that's Milwaukee, who might be able to match up kind of well. You yeah, know, it's like. Lot- You'd have to put Giannis on Embiid, but then, you know, the Drew Holiday versus Ben Simmons is just like two elite defenders going at it. And then it's like Middleton versus Tobias Harris. So, yeah, it's not a cakewalk. That's for sure. No, it's not. And whoever I hope whoever comes out of it will be weary, tired, battle tested, Mm -hmm. half alive Um, to meet the Los Angeles Clippers and Boogie Cousins (laughs) in the finals. Yeah, well, the Clippers and Bucks already played each other two days ago, and the right. Clippers fucking destroyed them. Right. Um, speaking of good Western Conference teams, um, Lunsters asks, why don't you two ever talk about how sick the Jazz are this season? Yeah, why don't we talk about how good the Jazz are? Hmm, Utah, I yeah. don't know. Like, just kind of, they kind of have that like vibe, like the Patriots vibe. Where and it's they're not like they haven't done it for the past 10 years, but they're just kind of like killing you, you know, they just kill you, you know, you just lose by 16 and you're just like slowly choked out. So I don't know, maybe it's just not as thrilling to watch them just like slowly dismantle teams, but that's what they're doing. Yeah, they're definitely the healthiest team. They don't, they didn't seem to have like an injury to any one of their major stars. But it's, again, the case of, like, I don't trust them to do that against the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets. Uh, Mm -hmm. I put them in, like, that, like, four, five, six range where it's, like, yeah, you're you're pretty solid for whatever reason. Even though they're, like, 40 and 11, I'm, like, you're as good as Dallas, who's 28 and 20. (laughs) So what is the distinction? You got one good player and solid role players. Are they just like really defensive? Is that what it is? Like what makes them actually way better than Denver and way better than Portland? I think they have a really like a top five offense with Mitchell and all the shooters mm-hmm. around him and Conley. Mm-hmm. And then they also mm-hmm. have a top five defense with there Gobert go. and um, I don't know who else. They have. Royce O'Neal guarding people. They just right. do everything well and they haven't been hurt and they've been playing really, really well. And their record shows it. I mean, they're killing people. Does Vegas reflect that as well? Are they, like, I know that, like, on the ESPN Power Rankings, they're almost always, well, I know they're one currently, I believe. Um, but does yeah. Vegas also have them as the odds-on favorite to, like, oh. what are their odds? <laughs> I would guess they're, like, behind the Lakers and the Clippers and the Nets and maybe Philly or um, Milwaukee. Damn. So that's that seems like a pretty obvious bet. For people who are yeah. looking to just be like, well, what does, like, the odds say? Currently, the odds say that the Jazz are the best team in the NBA. Uh, yeah. So right now, not the, the Nets betting are, odds, not the betting, the betting, odds, the, the betting yeah. odds are the Nets are favored at two four plus two forty. A hundred dollars wins two hundred and forty. Lakers are two at plus three hundred. Clippers are uh, third at plus five fifty, and the Jazz are actually fourth. I should say they're tied with Milwaukee at plus eight hundred. So you, Vegas says the best Dude. team with the best record currently has an eight to one odds of winning the championship, which is pretty funny. So if you're looking to make some fun money, maybe you have like a $50 bill that you haven't known what to do with, put it on the Utah Jazz. And maybe, you know, at the end of the season, you win 400 bucks because right now they're the best team in the NBA and eight to one is pretty solid. What about the Sixers? 11 to one. That's pretty crazy too. Or Nuggets 22 to one. Those are good values Mm. too. Nuggets could be interesting at 22. That's a lot. Sixers, I'm just, I'm just not as convinced as you are. Like something... Without Embiid, they're scoring 92 points a game. It just feels, there's just like a, it feels like the center won't hold. It hasn't. Yeah. He's got to be healthy. But I think Denver and Utah have the same, like in my mind, the same chances of winning the finals. So like if one Mm -hmm. is eight to one and one is 22 to one, you might as well bet on the 22 to one. Right. Yeah. You like the Gordon move when it's all said and done? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's replacing who? Paul Millsap? PJ Mm -hmm. Dozier? Mm Mm-hmm. It's an upgrade. Think, and he, are those dudes still there? Those playing. dudes might still be there, as a matter of fact. Yes. And they're playing yeah. well on their bench now. They're destroying right. teams too now. And he's the one who would guard Kawhi and LeBron? Is that the expectation? Aaron Gordon? I mean, it's not going to be Michael Porter Jr. And you're going to need... It's not going to be Paul Millsap. Yeah. I mean, Millsap was the one who was trying to guard LeBron last year in the playoffs. I forget who they trying tried to. to put on AD. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. Not a great matchup. 
Uh, right. I'm not as scared as a Laker fan of Denver. I still think it's Lakers, Clippers, one and two. Yeah. $2,200 for a $100 bill. Solid odds. Yeah. Just keep an eye out yeah. for those. Yeah. Um, here's a, another interesting question. Um, when will the Cavs be good again? Interesting. The Cavs. You recently texted me that the Cavs are, what did you say? So terrible at basketball. Such a bad basketball team. Were you watching a Cavs game or something? I think that I wrote uh, just simply the Cavs are so bad. However, the word so had like nine O's in it. Got it, yeah. They had like 24 at the half. They had like 24 <laughs> at the half, like 41 after three quarters. It was just like, like I am a well of sympathy. I can feel bad for anyone or anything. But these Cavs, I was like, you're wasting our time. Like this is rude that you're presenting this. Yeah. <laughs> like, they have. They went from having too many centers. They had no centers. Larry Nance was supposed to be their center, and then he dropped out last minute. Yeah. And it was just like tough, tough to watch. Like Hartenstein, they were playing against Utah. It was just tough. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, it was a. It was like seventy to thirty at half against the Jazz. It was not a yeah. fair fight. Right. Um, but, so when are they going to be good? When are they going to be good, Amir? Well, they got a bunch of they they released one of the best centers in the NBA. I don't know if you know this, mm-hmm. but they bought out Andre Drummond, who was 27 years old and mm-hmm. potentially the best rebounder in the world right now because mm-hmm. they wanted to he didn't jive with their timeline. He wasn't mm-hmm. 21 or 22 years old. So, mm-hmm. okay. So you got okay. Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, Jared Allen. Solid 3. Um yeah. not sure if that team is winning 30 games a year, but mm-hmm. an entertaining product nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okoro, Young, their mm-hmm. next draft pick will be 19. Mm-hmm. So you got, mm-hmm. you know, five 19 to 21 year olds. When does that team become good again? I don't know. Kevin Love is still there. Do they get anything for him? Yikes. Chetty Osman, at least a quick shout out to Chetty Osman while we're here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Chetty. It's tough. I mean, the way that Cleveland is going to get better is through the draft. And that's kind of like there. I don't see them just like landing a superstar in the next two years. Um, and the question then becomes how, what is the ceiling for Sexton, Garland, and Allen? And it's like, is it a, could those three get you a four seed in the East in the next three years? No, I don't think so. So I don't know. I guess the question is how do you either identify that next piece or I don't know how you get out of that mid 30s max win range? Maybe there's another amazing player being born right now in Akron and he'll sort of mm-hmm. find it, the destiny to play for the Cavaliers one day which takes what is it 18 years 19 years yeah. or something okay so on the premise that a, a young baby somewhere is touched with greatness in Akron Ohio right now now our answer is in 18 years the Cleveland Cavaliers uh will probably be relevant again wow that's beautiful and it rhymes okay great let's rock with it um can you palm a basketball me billy that's right that was one of the questions can you can you or billy palm a basketball ask cashasaur mm-hmm. i could say i'd say that i could palm 40 percent of most basketballs yeah it's all about the basketball itself it has to be a soft basketball it has to be a, a nice and sticky basketball there's mm-hmm. some slick indoor. basketballs yeah indoor. it's got to be an indoor nice it's got that squish because if you get see my my thumb and my pinky are almost a straight yep. line that's that's the crucial part of it i have good crucial. um digital dexterity my fingers aren't long enough obviously mm, and that's the problem so, I got to be able to wrap my hand, my mitt around us, a slightly deflated. That's right. I would give my 10% of basketballs. You're at 40% then. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to hit you with the Jordan pump fake, that one hand pump fake that is just so belittling. No. God, no. Yeah. It's just, you can't just, yeah. I can't do that, but I can like during layup lines, like get the rebound and kind of just like palm it for one. To pass it. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So just like sort of hold it down by your side until it slips yeah. out of your hands. Yeah, until it slips out. Really cool. Um, it's the equivalent of the dude that everybody went to college with. Maybe you are that dude. Maybe I am that dude who said they could dunk a volleyball in college. Let me that's just right. like give you a little peek behind the curtain. <laughs> that person never dunked a volleyball in college. <laughs> 
So he's just saying he theoretically could dunk a volleyball in a that nine is the foot my, hoop in college. That is the my girlfriend is in Canada and she is a supermodel lie. It's like hard to disprove that dude never dunked that volleyball in college. <laughs> oh, actually, we got a specific question. David PN asked, can Billy dunk? Billy cannot dunk. Billy cannot Jesus. dunk. <laughs> you got close. I will say you got close. I've been close. I've been close. But you can hear the sadness in my voice. Billy cannot dunk, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can touch rim. You can touch the rim. Yeah, I can hang on rim. That's that's one thing I got going for me. You can that's like I solid. can hang and then do a pull up on it. So there's something macho there, but just You're not the thing close. you really want. Yeah. Yeah. You, Have you ever you Ben and I used to go to twenty four hour fitness and take some of like the squat racks or like things and we would jump off those. Or mostly I think I would jump off those. Yeah. And those you guys would fun. throw me alley oops. So that's yeah, something. Yeah. That's fun. Um, did you ever look into like those shoes or those exercises? Yes. And the back of East Bay, they have like yeah. those like the moon shoes <laughs> moon or whatever shoes. they were. Yeah, that make you walk on your calves for a year. Hopefully, yeah, that and you tear can your Achilles your in a day. Those right. things are Achilles killers, dude. There's a reason that nature didn't have us grow feet under our feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay, but yeah, moon shoes. Uh, what was your height of being able to like jump? Are you currently at your peak or like, oh, when you were 22, you used to get up a little easier. Yeah. In college, I could dunk volleyballs in college. (laughs) (laughs) That was my height. (laughs) Man. Yeah. Uh, Any other good Um, ones that you saw? Yeah. Um, from Eddie Haley, he asks, is KD actually not that bad of a guy? Yeah. Let's talk about that. The, uh. (laughs) The Kevin Durant, Michael Rappaport beef. What were your initial reactions there? So can you fill me in on the details? I know when Michael Rappaport's involved, he is wrong. Um, So what happened here? Uh, I forget the origin of it, but uh, KD was DMing um, Michael Rappaport some pretty nasty things. They were basically going back and forth. You know, Mm -hmm. Rappaport calling KD a snake. But then... Uh, KD was like DMing him like um, your wife mad as fuck because you wasting that little bit of money on lawyers you can't take a joke how pussy are you your wife doesn't even respect your bitch ass damn really really like uh, immature sophomoric stuff that you wouldn't necessarily expect from let's say Kevin Durant Sure, a titan of media and sport. Yeah, like he basically owned up to DMing Michael Rappaport. All you do is cocksuck other men for attention. Trump didn't pay attention to your sorry ass. Now you want to use everybody else to get views and laughs. Your life is a Hmm. joke, you fucking pale cocksucker. Words words you haven't really heard since 2003. (laughs) Yeah, these are like the list of things that went out the door when people like woke up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a lot of C words, a lot of pasty cum guzzling bitch words you know stuff like that that's why you texted that phrase to me yes yeah yeah i, I had no context that. Yeah. <laughs> i had no context and all i could give you was one of those like little like question marks after i was like i don't know what that was all about <laughs> <laughs> yeah katie said that to michael rapaport will will he be punished for that is that bad hell no for the nba hell hell no first of all michael rapaport one new yorker to another you you've been asking for this your whole life all you do is walk around your sidewalk in queens talking to your phone <laughs> calling dudes who are three thousand miles away motherfuckers and cocksuckers so first of all michael rapaport take it like a man and take it on the chin because all you do is throw this shit out secondly okay. that you aired out these dms <laughs> this is for clout dog this yes. is for you to be like yo check this out i'm about to bank off of kevin durant's clout right now you're clout chasing. Kevin Durant did not release these. You did. So once again, Michael Rappaport, you're always a little bit in the wrong. That but, aside, if yeah. I could just put that aside for a second, I don't. Okay. Th- I think that Kevin Durant lives his life the way most of us would like to live our life. Um, he speaks freely. He doesn't really seem to care what other people say. Um, he wins. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a hater when it comes to Kevin Durant personally. Though all of those phrases are toxic and bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't I didn't know Michael Rappaport was uh, looked down upon so much because when I read those, I was like, Jesus, Kevin Durant is just like, what is he doing? Like yelling at this guy, whoever it is, like some sort of teenager. It seems like 
the NBA would step in and be like, uh, you're fined for using these terrible <laughs> homophobic phrases. That. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but for whatever reason, Kevin Durant gets away with this kind of stuff because it's like, you know, he has the proclivity to being mean or thin-skinned or sensitive mm-hmm. on social media. Mm-hmm. I'll declare this as a double loss. Both sides. Both sides lost. Yeah, I guess so. Michael Rappaport is a provocateur, though. I mean, like, he is trying to get a rise out of people. And if the dude's going to spend all of his time... And look, like, New Yorkers should claim him. We're off Michael Rappaport these days. Like, he just talks too much and he provokes too much. So if it was, like, a journalist and Kevin Durant just lashed out and said things like this, it'd be, like, one thing. But this dude invites this kind of shit, you know? So I get it. Uh, All right. Last, Last few. Last few lightning round Q's and A's. Let's do it. Uh, which player is going to be the biggest star after LeBron retires? Mm, good question. Yeah. People is it Zion? Sort of dec- I mean, Zion's playing great. Giannis is great. The league is in good hands. There's Luka, too, and Bede. Uh, but so much of being a star isn't just how awesome you are. Because the question isn't who's the best basketball player once LeBron retires. Star power is different. You speak right. to the public. You're the face of the league. Like, I don't know if Who, Zion has the personality to be gregarious enough. Yeah, naturally. that's true. Yeah, you got to, like, open up a public school and also campaign for a presidential candidate. And do, like, uh, a funny or die video. I mean, like, right. there's all sorts of shit you got to do. Yeah. And, it, like, hmm. I would say it's Steph, maybe. But, like, Steph and LeBron will probably retire in, together yeah. in eight years because LeBron's not going yep. anywhere, it seems. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking of, like, 22 to 25-year-olds. Sheesh. I'll tell you, if Anthony Edwards can make that leap, he's got the personality. He's got the personality. He's great. Yeah. I don't know if he has, like, the political aspirations that LeBron has kind of, like, set forth as, like, the star of the league. Just suddenly it's like you have to be perfect at everything. Like, right. just razor sharp at everything. But uh, Anthony Edwards, I, he won't be. He's not the right answer. But he's got the personality to do it. Yeah. It's probably Paul George, right? Oh, no. Wait. I mean, that guy is just oozing with personality. Everyone wants Charm. to hear what Paul George has to say next. Everyone's actively waiting. rooting for him in the playoffs. <laughs> we all love Paul George. Damn. Perfectly named NBA star Paul George. Okay, so the answer to that question is Paul George will take the torch from LeBron yeah. James when this is all said and done. <laughs> we got to go back. Around. Who's the best player at every age? We got to do that ep- uh, episode again if we haven't yet. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, we'll do that soon. I got a question. Um, yeah. Ron Jobbert asks, would you rather have five first round picks or the first overall pick? Uh, ooh, that's, I mean, five first round picks can be ever, anything. Is it five number twos or five number thirties? My instinct is that it would be like five of the 30. Yeah. So like, like five, the four, 10, 15, the nine, 20, the 17, right. 22, 28 and 30. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess the cop-out answer is it depends on the draft. If it was Zion's year, yeah. I'd rather have the number one pick. If it was this year, probably five of the top 30. Right. And also, like, who are we in this scenario? Like, are we yeah, so exactly. bad that we need, like, <laughs> talent everywhere? Or are we right. the Spurs that get Tim Duncan that one year? And it's, like, yeah. exactly what we wanted. You yeah. Know? We sort of um, brushed on it very uh, lightly, but what Zion is doing is absurd. I don't know if you've seen this streak of, like, mm-hmm. 20 point games with scoring at least 50% from the field. Like he's done mm-hmm. it like 30 games in a row at this point. And like four assists. And the sneaky thing that he's so good at zero turnovers most games. That's crazy. Who's who's stealing the ball from him? He like holds it like a, a massive beast holding a little grape. Like you can't jar the ball loose from him. He's Nobody so strong. Is stealing, <laughs> nobody is stealing the ball from Zion Williamson, but he's sometimes too strong. Like, have you ever seen like big puppies that just knock shit over all the time? Like <laughs> yeah. charges are turnovers. And he's right. also being asked to play the Julius Randle point forward. So like, of course he's going to have some bad passes. He just doesn't God. seem to. It's a trip. I've seen like the scariest or the funniest thing to watch is when Zion is coming down with the ball and like mm. watching like a thin stretch four, like Maxi Kleber, like DM up, like, oh no, this is not going to end well. And then Zion like puts his shoulder down and Maxi Kleber is like, ah, and then like Zion jumps at the free throw line. Kleber does too, but lands before the top of Zion likes apex who lays it up and in easily. It's like, holy shit. Like what does Zion look like in four years physically? Like, are we seeing him at perfect physical capabilities? Like, yeah, he I would assume get this bigger. Is... He shouldn't get thinner. He won't no. get taller. Like, is this it? Are we looking yeah. at this? For... Damn. I think the Pelicans hope he just stays like this, like this physical right. freak. Like, he'll right. only 
become slowly Blake Griffin over the next 15 years. So like right. you want to preserve this magic moment as much as possible. Yeah, that's a good call. Blake Griffin's a pretty good comp actually for him. He's a much better Blake Griffin. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. he learns how to shoot like Blake. Yeah. Um, you got any more questions? I think I got one more maybe. Okay, ask yours and I'll look for one more as well. Do you have, this comes from Jake M. Larson. Do you have any historical favorite plays that you'd want as an NFT? Ooh, historical top shot. Uh, I remember like silly plays more than like amazing Same. plays. So like, Same. Like the, uh, what was that play where a team was playing the Raptors and they tried to throw the ball up to kill time and Mo Pete just grabbed the ball in the air and then made a three <laughs> before the ball landed. <laughs> so like a player, the team was up two and he like basically took the ball and chucked it in the air with five seconds left, hoping that time would expire, but it landed into a, a Raptors player and he just made a three at the buzzer. That was pretty great. That's that's really actually in the family of the play I was thinking of, which is Jarrett Jack would occasionally right before the buzzer take full court shots, but just chuck the ball like 60 feet into the stands instead. <laughs> <laughs> like way like over the backboard. He was trolling. Without a doubt, he was trolling. After the buzzer or like he would take the missed shot? So it was essentially you get the defensive rebound, you're 70 feet away from the basket, there's point three on the clock, and you like throw it as if it's an inbounds pass, a baseball <laughs> football pass. But he would never aim for the basket. He would aim for like literally 50 feet beyond the hoop. If you've never seen this, Amir, you're going to watch this play on loop. He did it for multiple teams. This is Jarrett Jack, like kicking a field goal without a net behind the goalposts. This ball would just go flying. I'd like that NFT. Uh, that's solid. Uh, here's a random question. I didn't even know this, but he said, I've asked you seven times and no response. What are your thoughts on Giannis? It seems like you dislike him. Do I, do mm. I seem like I dislike Giannis? I didn't, I didn't realize that. I mean, yeah, it seems like you dislike Giannis. You seem pretty anti-Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I anti-Giannis? I don't have any beef with Giannis. I think he's very um, good. He's very unique. Like there's no player like him. I can't quite tell what he's why he's so indefensibly good like he also can't quite shoot very well like ben simmons no. but for whatever reason it doesn't matter because well. he's so long and strong he can yeah. dunk at will he's sort of like a zion in that regard like a freak where it's like there's no comp of this player in the nba can he be there the is, best player on a championship team i guess i'm a little skeptical there is this like newfound appreciation over the past five seven years in the nba for you have to be able to shoot and like not just shoot but like shoot like dame shoot like steph like there's right. this new normal and Four now if you pointers. don't possess that skill you almost like somehow you can put up lines like 30 20 and 9 and still somehow be like but he didn't have any like cool shots there's still that like lingering doubt out there yeah and Giannis, if he ever gets to become like a you know like from real shooting range like 40 percent, 50 percent, that would be scary scary it seems like he tried to become a three-point shooter a little bit because that's sort of what you think you need. It's like, oh, if I can yeah. make threes, then they have to defend me, and then I can drive to the basket even easier. And then at a certain yeah. point, it's just like, they're not going to defend me, even if I'm shooting like 35%. Like, they're right. not. They're, they're going to say that's better than me driving. So right. he, it seems like he's given up on making threes, which is better for him Good. and better for his right. team. Yeah, <laughs> you right. don't want to. Uh, it but, seems like yeah, that's there's too many coach. times where he takes like an 18-footer and it like airballs it short. You're like, he's still learning how to shoot a basketball, it seems. It seems like that's always coaching of saying something to the effect of, we got to keep them honest. I want you to take three three-pointers every game, even if it doesn't feel natural to you. Yes, like exactly. We, you know, yeah, because he knows he could Euro step around everyone. I'll speak yeah. for myself. The reason why I don't speak about Giannis very much on this podcast is because like 30 episodes ago, I called him Giannis with a hard oh, G. interesting. Yeah. Because because I'm raised on chicken parmesan and Gianna. G-I's yeah. are like that. <laughs> yeah. And Twitter w was so volatile to me about why would you say ja, ja, ja. Then now I'm just like, no more Giannis. We just won't say the word Giannis anymore. We're just going to avoid it and pretend like it doesn't exist. Now you say Antetokounmpo. But, and people don't know which one you're talking about. Is it Thanasis? Right. Is it Costas? So you sort right. of avoid the entire thing. It's yeah, almost always it, Costas. I want Giannis also to embrace the inner troll, like to learn a little bit from Embiid. Like, remember when he mm. hit that game winner against Philly and took a fucking seat on the logo? I'm like, that's mm. the kind of Giannis, that's the kind of shit I like. Or when they he are, like, uh, beats LeBron yeah. and he puts the crown on his head. That's kind of fun. They are the devil and angel of the NBA. Like, look, like Gian Giannis is like, 
I just had fruit punch for the first time. America is the best. (laughs) And Embiid is like asking out Rihanna and telling everyone about it on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. They're perfect. They're perfect. They're great. Maybe they can pass the torch. LeBron can pass the torch to them together. It'll take a group effort. Yeah. We're going to learn about like what the NBA fans want when LeBron retires. Do we want the devil or do we want the angel? Let's find out. I'm excited to find out. Or do we? I I just want Andre Drummond. Really, he's the face of my future NBA. He's the Shaq, the new Kobe, the new Anthony Davis. He's the 27 year old All Star. Get it out. Who's come, Get the savior, out. really? And you'll see it. You'll see it going forward. He's going to be a 30, 20, 10 guy uh, in the playoffs, and we're gonna we're we're not even no. gonna realize that Anthony Davis didn't come back. It's gonna be like such mm-hmm. a smooth crossfade Yikes. from one AD to another that Yikes. it won't even feel like we're missing anybody. So I'm excited for that as well. So a few thoughts. We made it through 48 minutes, uh, listeners, without Amir talking about this at length. So congratulations to us for making it that long. Uh, <laughs> Amir said that he's going to average 30, 20, and 10. He won't. Yeah, blocks. So blocks. he won't. Amir's yeah. drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and Amir also kind of just like dropped in that we won't even have noticed that the other AD never came back. TBD, yeah, I don't know if Amir be, knows something yeah. we don't, but we got Davis for out for too, the season. So that's, that's been exciting. Just a nice $700,000. He makes as much as like a, a lawyer will this year, which is kind of cool to think. So like Andre Drummond will make $900,000 from the Lakers and $38 million from the Cavs. And then next year he'll make... 22 million dollars from the bobcats and also 36 million dollars from the Cavs. so good on him yeah good on him and congratulations amir for getting your guy it thank feels like you, a, thank you thank you a sentence i've it. said many times these yeah, past few yeah, years congrats yeah. on getting your guy we deserved him we got him and he's ours now and that's a nice way to sort of gently land this episode of buckets um anything you want to promote um the Knicks have dropped Terrence Ferguson. Really? That. So that, I'm heartbroken over here. That hurts to hear. That hurt. That yeah. You weren't expecting that. You were sort of ready for the Terrence Ferguson era. Correct. And the Knicks were not. No. Yeah. Nope. They said thanks, but no thanks. I guess they got a log jam at guard right now. So the, no, yeah. no real need for him yet. We got two second round picks, but um, I will promote the No Joke podcast, me and Adam Lustick, also on the HeadGum Network. Last two episodes, we did bracket episodes where we started oh. with Elite Eight and um of juice and of breakfasts and we narrowed them down to determine the winner so check out the bracket episodes on no joke you're building like the perfect meal it seems like yeah that's kind of the overall goal of the no joke podcast (laughs) identify the perfect meal a chicken parmigianis is the crossover so it's (laughs) there you go a sandwich and also an amazing amazing basketball player uh okay and uh thank thanks for your questions appreciate you listening we'll be back i'm sure soon enough Go Lakers and all that. And um, yeah, see you next week. See you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.